When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us now to talk cricket is former Auckland coach Mark O'Donnell. G'day, Mark. How are you? All good. It's alive a, and well. Alive and well. That's what we like to hear, mate. That's what we like to hear. They're keeping you busy? Uh, here and there, yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's good, mate. That's good. That's good. Hey, listen, I wanted to get you on because I've been scratching my head and I've been talking to a few people who are scratching their heads about some of the selections around the Black Caps of this Test Series uh, against England. And, you know, talking to Daniel McCarty the other day, he, he basically said, well, it's around depth. Who else have we got? So I wanted to get your take on, on that um, and on some of the selections. But first of all, mate, I mean, where do you think New Zealand is at when it comes to depth, uh, particularly for the for the longer form of the game? Well, you're missing a world-class bowler in Bolt. Um, the guy that generally plays when either Southie or Bolt hasn't has been Matt Henry. He wasn't around either. Uh, it's difficult to replace that amount of experience especially when you've ended up having to go to a cup of speed-offs, especially with the way England are trying to play. Yeah, I mean, that was the interesting thing for me because, you know, as for everything I understand about Bay Oval, it's a place where you want bowlers who can swing the ball. And so you bring Jacob Duffy in, but you don't play him, but you do bring in Scott Kugelein, who uh, Steve Harmison in commentary on Talk Sport described as a club bowler. Uh, Kugi's a fair bit better than that, but you're going to be nervous in your first test, and he's a bit of a bang bowler as is Tickner. And that's what England are looking for, uh, sitting back and looking for boundary options. So, I mean, for on, on that front, though, I mean, if you've got, you know, I mean, Bay Oval, if you're, ta- if you're taking an Auckland side to play ND at Bay Oval, um, and you know it swings, and you've got the choice between selecting Jacob Duffy and your attack or Chris, uh, Scott Kugeline, who are you selecting? Ideally, you want the swing something different. Um, I know they took guys to India in an A trip, and I think Ben Lister went as well. Mm. You just want enough variety, and that's what Bolt brought. You can't underestimate the loss of not picking one, a left armer, and two, a left arm swing bowler. Mm. Um, so, until they figure out how they're going to work their contracting system around black caps and how that works if they go and do something else they're going to have this problem magnified in the next couple of years because we're not in Australia, we're not in England we're not in India certain guys when they're coming towards the end of playing international cricket for 10 years are going to take some of these pretty reasonable T20 options that come up in front of them So I mean we look at at bowling options, Uh, I, I You look at that bowling lineup for for the Bay Oval Test, for example, right? So we've got Tim Southey who swings the ball and he's the skipper, so he's definitely playing. You've got Neil Wagner, uh, who's been around for a long, long time, been a great servant for New Zealand cricket, um, and it feels like him, Tickner, and Kugelein are all very similar. Um, am I am I right in that assumption? Yep, it's uh, the pretty much bang hit the deck bowlers. <clears throat> it's 
that's what England are looking for. The way England are playing, they're not going to change it. I would think we would need to to be to have a really crucial plan of bowling, whatever it is, one length, one side, particularly one side, and have people in defensive positions. They are not going to change the way that they are going to play. Um, they got the, the, the best of the conditions because they made sure they had quick runs to make sure that they were bowling under night. Now, the difference is unbelievable with a pink ball at night or in twilight in those conditions. It changes, it basically changes what the, the entire surface is played like over the course of the day. So, bolts a hole that is not easily going to be replaced. I don't know how you're going to do that. I think Wags has lost a little bit of pace, and mm. then you're bringing two debutants in where these guys are going to sit back and wait for them to miss. Well, you know, and that's kind of my point. You've got... Uh, you know Wagner, who who's not 140 anymore. He's about 125, 127, and, and then you've got two guys doing effectively the same thing. Um, are they? You know, is Gary Stead a bit guilty of of having too much of the same? Again, you go back to Bolt, left arm swing bowler. Mm. It's it's the difference. Um, I mean, there's if you, not that many of them about. No, I mean, you mentioned Ben Lister, and I know they did. I, I said they had Jacob Duffy there. I mean, if you were going to be putting a bowling that bowling attack together for that test, who would you have gone with out of what was available? I would have hoped you might have considered the swing bowling option. I don't know whether it really swung that much. It did at night, but it certainly didn't that much during the day. Um, but limitations in and around that, and if you bowl at night, the chances of you getting early wicket. So we also, that's double-edged. You need success from your top order. If you're not going to get that in your top order twice, you're not going to win tests. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the other thing is batting, and we'll get to that for a mo- in a moment. But, I, you know, there was a stat that stood out to me. I mean, England only had to bat once in that twilight condition with the pink ball, and we batted twice in that. Now, when we batted t- twice in that over that, that, that peri- period of two days, we scored 100 runs and lost eight wickets. England batted once in that, I think, scored 70-odd and lost two. Um, so is that about application from the bowlers? Is it about the quality of the batsmen? Where, where do you think that lies? Both. England are going to come hard at us. That is not going to change at, at all. And so the ball flies, and if you miss, if you've got young inexperienced, in that case, Tickner and Kugi are, because they're playing their first test, they won, they're nervous. But they are not stacked four, five, six in the similar areas of Sally and a bolt will they're going to give you opportunities to score. If that's what we've got, then we've got to decide very, very quickly, can we actually bowl to them with more defensive game plan? Because they aren't changing how they're going to come at us, whether it's at the basin or whether it's there. Red ball might be a little bit different, and obviously not having Henry. So you would you would double miss, no bolt, no Matt Henry, only Tim Southey. And they were always going to come hard. They were, they were, and they, they seem to have a, a very good plan for Wags as well. I mean, I, I, I don't know how much of a stat man you are, Mark, but uh, the I think his opening spell in the second innings uh, was the most expensive opening spell by a bowler in Test history. Uh, he went for 104 off eight overs, I think it was. Yeah. They're not going to leave him. They're not going to try and defend and knock it. They are looking to hit you. They're looking for boundaries. I think it, the more that we can actually understand that, and it's very difficult to... Tim's also a relatively inexperienced captain, and to go into that with an experienced attack, and then have guys try and climb into you at five, six, seven, and eight and over, 
you just keep feeling you're bleeding the whole time. Mm. Or what do I do now? Or who do I bowl? Braces is as well. As, as much as he's going, he is still learning his craft. Yeah, that, and that I mean that's another interesting one is about the about the spin options. We can talk more about that as well. But um, on that, then I mean. We've got. I saw uh, Ronnie Heder uh, was uh, was tweeting, uh, you know, saying, "Look, you know, we're not in the World Test Championship reckoning anymore. We can't win this series. Uh, is it a ch- is it an opportunity now with a, a squad that's all kind of aging at the same time? They're all over thirty uh, to get some young blood in there to get a Glenn Phillips in there to get, uh, you know, I don't know if he mentioned being listed, but to look at trying a few things and and, and blooding a few players in the second test." Well, I, I would have thought it was. Um, you've got one of the middle order guys that hasn't got too many runs for a while. Um, and somebody like Phillips that has gone pretty well when New Zealand have picked them in other formats. Uh, but a couple of things have to change. You're not going to have that side now. That side has come apart a little bit from the successful side, the same personnel that have been there and done it quite well over a long period of time so who's next what's next mm. yeah I mean I, I know uh, I think the player you're, you're referring to is Henry Nichols. I think he's since his last uh, decent dig he's averaging about 13 uh, in test matches for New Zealand he is, hasn't gone particularly well didn't go well on that tour of the subcontinent um, I guess at what point do you pull the trigger I don't think there'll be too many batters that would survive averaging 15 or under for a period of a year or a time or more. Whether there's people kicking down the door or not, you've got a Will Young, you've got a Glenn Phillips, you've, there are others. You need to find out more about whether you're going to doing it against England or you're going to leave it for that series and then try the next one. Well, we're, the next series, for example, we're going to be missing IPL players. So you're going to be doing it anyway by default if they're good enough and they're doing more than the incumbent, they should be playing. Yeah, I mean, and, and I guess you know, I've I talked to a couple of people. Talked to Garth Galloway the other day, and 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 suggested you know if they do give Henry Nichols, uh, if they hold on to Henry Nichols and then give him a final stab against uh, what is a, a rebuilding and inexperienced Sri Lankan side, he'll probably go all right. Uh, and then and then, then does that give them the confidence to to, to stick with him, or uh, you know, should they be looking at Phillips? Should they be looking at Young? I mean, who would I know? You've worked with Glenn a lot, but I mean, who would you be looking at putting in that batting lineup for the Basin? I don't think it'll change, but I would have gone one of those two options. You don't survive in international cricket as a batter averaging 15. Mm, no, you don't. You don't. Um, and on that then, what would you do? I mean, Phillips feels like he's he can he can bat anywhere, but he's probably a, a four for four. But a Will Young, do you do you get him to open with Latham and drop Conway to four? What would you do there? See, I think you're betting Will out of position there. I mean, he got picked and opened, but he isn't really an opener. He's batted 3-4 most of his career. Um, and Devon has gone exceptionally well, wherever you've put him. Uh, it's, it's just finding the best place where you can give guys an extended opportunity coming in. And you've got to find out more about Will Young. You've got to find more out about Glenn Phillips. That's two for a start. Yep, those are two for a start. Now, you mentioned Ben Lister. We've, we've kind of talked about him. He got selected for the white ball stuff uh, in the subcontinent. Didn't get that much of a look. Um, but you've worked with him. Are you, you know, when I mean, we look at that Sri Lankan series that you mentioned, 
left arm. You would have left arm, right? You've got to you've got to have a, a left armor as a point of difference in your attack. You can't play four right arm seamers. You can't play guys that angle into the bat. You've got to have a different aspect around the balance of your attack. So you'd look at him, you'd possibly look at Duffy. I think the thing that would concern them is the pace. But if you swing it and get it into the right areas, you're a chance. You are a chance. You are a chance. So the other one that you mentioned was Michael Bracewell. Uh, we do seem reluctant to play spinners in test matches in New Zealand. Uh, it tends to be somebody who's not an out-and-out spinner, but more of a an all-rounder. Um, you know, So we've had Mitch Santner do that job before, and now we've got Michael Bracewell do that before. Um, Ish has been released from the squad. Ajaz didn't even get called up. Uh, do, yeah. Are New Zealand conditions really that unfriendly to a spinner? Because I mean, Baz knows these conditions pretty well, and Jack Leach is playing. Uh, played played the first test. He'll play the second. Yep, um, I would think you still try and pick your best spinner over there. I know it doesn't turn that much, but he is certainly with a left arm spinner taking the ball away from the vast majority of right handed batters. You can hopefully close an end. That's obviously what we tried to do with 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 Satnam, and he's accurate in that and did that, and then went away from it. Um, Braces is still learning, but he bats, so that's the difficulty. I mean, we got it wrong a year ago at Bay Oval, where Ajaz is just taking ten, and he wasn't even in the side. We played four of the first ten first class games at Bay Oval, and unless it was green and swung, it got flat pretty damn quick. Yeah, which would suggest that. I'd play the best yeah, yeah, I mean, it's going to say you, you. So you play a spinner, but that would suggest that they're not taught, taking local conditions into account, or they just. I, I don't. I don't know. What do you What do you see as the reasoning for that? Well, it's, it's it's hedging, and you 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 want your batting to continue by having whoever is your spin bowling option because our wickets don't turn. They they don't deteriorate, and they don't go that much. Um, but I still think you pick your best possible spinner. Mm, yeah, I agree. I agree, Mark. Uh, so uh, you, you said red ball versus pink. You know, the Basin's not the day-night test. Uh, what do you think will happen? Will it be any different? You would think so, but England aren't going to alter their approach. They're going to keep going uh, and go exceptionally hard, no matter who we pick and who's gone. The difference is the Basin. We know it gets flat there, so I would think it might be a little bit green and... Um, underdone on day one to advance the game. The other thing about the Basin is wind. Unless you've actually played there, it is a pretty tricky place to bowl. England, with the experience they have, I don't know whether they'll keep going with Broad and Anderson, have all of a sudden got quite a good balance to their attack and Archer isn't even around. Uh, Mark Wood isn't playing. They've got a lot of bases covered. Um, Probably ahead of us at this point. But home conditions, you know the wind, you know it flattens out. I would think whoever wins that will bowl and you've got to make some pretty big inroads in that. I still think the way that we bowl, we can do it with a better defensive screen field setting for them because they're still going to try and hit boundaries. Yeah, they're certainly going to be aggressive. Um, I mean, given how green we think the basin will be, do you, you know, uh, guys that are banging into the pitch of the Tickners uh, and the and the Cougar lines, the, the answer, I, I do see, I think I mentioned it before, that Jacob Duffy's been released from the squad. I would have said you still want that fuller length and the ball to swing. If you bang it in, that length is actually allowing guys to hit you off the back foot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's, uh, it's some head scratches. Uh, a little Mark. bit different. Obviously, you've got one change because you've got Matt Henry coming back in. Um, so that'll be him and Saudi, and it's just a question of who your third, let alone fourth seamer is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, if you're going to make a change, I mean, it's it's either going to be uh, Cougar Line, Tickner or Wagner, right? It's going to be one of those three. And I, I, as you said, it's a pretty young uh, attack without Wags in there as well. So you probably think they'll stick with that experience? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you'd have to look very carefully at how they've approached who bowled to them at the mount and whether that's going to change in, in Wellington. I don't, I don't think it will. Mm. Yeah, it's... Mate, I mean, do you get... I mean, I, I was frustrated watching that, and I was frustrated when I saw the team that they picked. Um, and I'm sure you you were the same as a, as a fan there. Um, why do you think they are picking a, a team like they are picking? Because a lot of those decisions for me didn't make a lot of sense. Well, circumstance didn't help you. you I, mean, I think they would have still had, obviously, Matt Henry playing, but then he wasn't in and around. But it is it is a change. The, the Trent Bolt hole is too big that at the moment no one can fill. Mm. Left armour, world-class swing bowler, operates exceptionally well with Saudi, probably our best pairing ever. You just can't replace that overnight. And you've then lost the replacement guy that normally takes it if either Saudi or Bolt aren't playing or injured. Henry, so he's not playing as well. Um, it is a rebuilding period. Uh, and the step up for guys making their debut from first-class cricket to international cricket against a current England team, the way they're playing, is exceptionally hard. Well, I mean, the thing is, I guess the the, the one bonus is that we're at home, right? So, uh, once again, go back to that question at the top: What is our depth like at Plunkett Shield Cricket? How how many guys are we got coming through? Do you think could step up? Just again, a big gap, which is where your A tours are absolutely crucial, because that's your bridge between probably first class and international, um, and that's what India have done very well. England as well have done that exceptionally well. The difficulty is we haven't been playing any cricket or certainly any red ball cricket before this. Yep, coming pretty cold, mate. Coming pretty cold. It is an exercise in frustration at the moment, Mark. I appreciate your time, mate. I appreciate your time. And uh, some of those questions, I know that... Not too many solutions. No, not too many solutions. Some of those questions maybe uh, didn't have too many answers. But I appreciate your time, mate. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I look... Forward to the basin, uh, but I don't have a lot of hope that we're going to see a New Zealand W. Well, we'd have to go better than we did at the Mount, and I think we got nailed by new ball under twilight. The, the, the difference in that, you just because we played one with Auckland, we, we played a first class game, a pink ball under lights, because you had to play one before you could have a test match at that venue, you had to have a first class game. And the difference between batting it in the day and then batting at night was enormous. Guys really struggled, both teams. Yeah, it's interesting, that, isn't it? That was the game before where Bolt and Saudi bowled out England because it swung and we caught everything. Uh, if, only, if only we had uh, thought about this previously and cloned Trent Bolt about 20 years ago so his replacement was ready to go. Well, it's an interesting one and it's coming in the next couple of years for New Zealand because guys are going to make decisions about how much they're going to play, where they're going to play, and what other options. 
So uh, we've already found one of the holes. Um, it's it's not going to get any easier. No, it will not, mate. I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting to see what the makeup of that team for the Sri Lankan test is. That's for sure. Uh, maybe we'll get some of our wishes granted then and see some of these players get an opportunity, mate. Hey, thanks very much for coming on, Mark. I really appreciate it. Go well. Absolute pleasure. Cheers, Anytime. Mate. Thank you.